walking on the faith to believe that we've already been called your righteous, oh God. We're walking on the faith to believe that everything you have for us is for us, oh God. We're walking on the faith to believe that we are more than just conquerors, oh God. We're walking on the faith to believe that you will give us the desires of our hearts, oh God. We're walking on the faith to believe, oh God, that you will incline your ear down to us, oh God. And hear our very petitions, oh God. We're walking on a faith right now, oh God, that believes that every prophecy that you spoke on our life, God, will come to pass, oh God. Because we believe that your word says that it will not come back void. That every promise is yea and amen, oh God. Hear our hearts, oh God. Give us what we have need of, Lord. For we need you, oh God. Hallelujah. We need you, oh God. Hallelujah, Lord. Oh my God, we need you, Jesus. Hey God, hey God, hallelujah. For it's not about us, oh God. It's not about what we want to do, oh God. And if you don't want to do nothing else, oh God, we just want to bask in your presence, oh God. We want to stay where you are, oh God. We know it's Mother's Day, oh God. But we make room for you, oh God. We make room to pour out for you, oh God. We make room, oh God, because we're unworthy, God. And it takes a lot to get this filth up out of us, oh God. It takes a lot to get this mindset up out of us, oh God. So God, as we cleanse ourselves through the power of your Holy Ghost, oh God, we pray, God, that you would be edified, that you would be edified and lifted up and exalted above all nations, oh God. In the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you in advance. We thank you with our praise. We thank you with our scream. We thank you with our shout, God. But we're going to give you evidence that we believe in your word, that we believe in your power. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray.
Hallelujah. I appreciate the place that you are in. Some of y'all take the position of standing to praise. Some of y'all take the position of clapping to praise. Some of y'all taking the position to move out of your seat and walk the aisles to praise. Everybody don't praise the same. Then there are some that just sit there and praise in their hearts. So we welcome every form of praise that God has given to you. And I give God glory, hallelujah, for the shift of tithing and offering. At this time, we get ready for tithing and offering. Hallelujah. your holy name, God. Come on, if you need a tithing envelope, the ushers will give you a tithing envelope. Hallelujah. Look at my Judah. My Judah going to their seats in a praise. My Judah understand being on that wall. It's a never, you never stop. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, God. Tithing envelope, tithing and offering. If you need an envelope, raise your hands. The usher will give you an envelope. I need an envelope. Our goal is uh, $2,000 every Sunday. <laughs> tithing is right. Because the word says so. I didn't say so. The word says so. Tithing is right. So those of you who have any increase this week. Any increase that you may have received on this week. It's Mother's Day. For some of y'all, it's Mother's Week. Some of y'all been celebrating all year, all week long. It's good to have people to love you and acknowledge you. Let's give a hand clap for our Pele Apostle Porterfield. Those of you who are tithing, take, let's go ahead and stand and receive the prayer of the tithing over our life, over our finances. We thank God for seeing each and every one of you. Happy Mother's Day to all of you in respective places. Aunties who act like mothers. God, mamas, and everybody. Happy Mother's Day. I know some mothers don't like that. You give they, they happy Mother's Day to somebody else. And they the one stuck with the child. Hallelujah. With all my tithers standing. Father God, we thank you right now in the name of Jesus for every faithful tithe payer, oh God. You see them, God, and who they are, oh God. You see the sacrifice, God, for they are being obedient to your word, oh God. And because of that, God, I present them to you. I present their finances to you. I give them to you in this day, in this very moment of time, Father, to acknowledge them, Father, as tithers of Love Nations Ministry, oh God. So, Father God, I pray, God, that you would honor your word, oh God, and not allow the devourer to come, Father God, on their behalf, Father, that you would give them a tithing covering, oh God, 
in the name of Jesus, oh, Father, and that that you have for them, God. I pray that it comes quickly and speedily, oh, God. And I pray that the enemy would not remove, would not move it, oh, God, from them, oh, Father, that you would intervene on their behalf, God, concerning their tithing, oh, God. So every word that you've spoken concerning tithing, oh, God, I pray, God, that it fall on these individuals today, God. In Jesus' name, amen. So everybody who has their offering, I'm going to place you in the hands of the ushers. Is everybody giving on today? Does, is there anybody who don't have it to give? So everybody's giving on today. Amen. Is the children giving? Are the children giving today? Children, I know you have some. Come on, let's, can everybody stand and give on today? Come on, let's help everybody give. If you came in the, if you came in church with a dollar in your wallet, you say that's all I have. Well, receive the blessings of the woman who gave her two mites. Amen. Come on, let everybody give on today. Can we all find something to give unto the Lord on today? Come on. Find your parents. It's Mother's Day. You should be sitting by your parents. That's what the usher said. All right. Put your money back up. Bring it to the offering. All right, so everybody's standing. James, you got an offering? James don't have an offering. Somebody help James out. Get James a dollar. Everybody's giving. You're now in the hands of the ushers.
cheerful giver. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Come on, clap your hands for Jesus. We're going to make this really quick. We're getting ready to hear the word of God. And I am so honored and privileged to introduce to you Apostle Porterfield. Um, at this time, I'm going to ask everybody to stand up. Great man of God. You already know him. You already know. You've already, most of you already feasted off of his words, seen him in action. So there's not much I need to say besides he's a good husband, a wonderful father, very faithful in his assignment to God. So let's clap your hands and receive Apostle Paul Johnson. Despite what the world says, despite what society says, there is none like you. We delight in your presence. We take joy in feeling you here. Because even though it's not based upon Throw your arms around us this day. Secure us in our love for you and in our relationships with you. The enemy would have us feel that we are estranged. But by faith, we know that you love us and that you're here. Now, Lord, take these words that you've given me and let it be life to every listener and to the hearer just the hearer, but the doer. I, I, I won't touch the credit. I give all the glory to you. In Jesus Christ, the Son, the living God. Amen. You may be seated in his presence. The difference between a woman difference between a woman and a mother. Now, in order to speak this word properly, I must uh, say that there is a difference between a lady, and let me back up, there is a difference between a female and a lady, then a lady and a woman, and then a woman. 
I'm not going to bother y'all as to what class you may be in. But because it's Mother's Day, I got to kind of talk to mothers and celebrate mothers, all of you mothers. Don't do it, Father. Come on. But we're going to celebrate the mothers. Uh, but I want to talk a little different. A little off kilter, a little off the side. You know, that if, if you were watching a movie, this would be considered a noir. A little, little dark, but not necessarily gloomy. First, I, I want to say thank you to all of you mothers. Thank you. Thank you to the mothers, the aunties who've been mothers, as the pastor was saying, the, the mothers who have been mothers, the dads who have been mothers, friends who have taken on the responsibility to all of you. We're just excited about celebrating you. Now, I'll ask that you turn with me in your holy writs. Uh, I, I think I want to go first to 1 Kings chapter uh, 3. And I want to kind of give you a, a little something to think about. You know, uh, there's, I don't, are y'all tired? Do y'all, do y'all had a bad week? Yeah. Okay. Did y'all family, some family member pass away or something like that? Did y'all didn't get in the news? Because I declare y'all at the funeral. I don't have a, a funeral sermon for y'all today. I they told me it was Mother's Day, so I didn't prepare a funeral sermon. I did do a little Mother's Day thing come today. But Brother Coffey, I think that, that it's like I think they just was dead or depressed. Maybe y'all depressed. Y'all didn't get your money. Thought the income tax was coming. It didn't come. And y'all sad. Something, I don't know what's going on. Because when I consider how good Irregardless to what my current, y'all ain't, ain't not ready. Irregardless to what my current situation dictates, I have to say that God is still good. When I weigh it all out, you understand. See, and sometimes we don't weigh it all out. Sometimes we just look at where we are right this moment. And we, we cancel out the fact that he healed us and he made a way for us and he gave us financial miracles and, and he dried our crying eyes and, and he did all of that. We forget all about that because we're in a little something right now. Uh, I believe this is the season when we shift from what we have been to who we're supposed to be. But Jeremy, I'm going to try to get all this in this same message. Because, because see, I, I, I'm seeing we've gotten so comfortable with being church people until we can't experience this new thrust and move of the Spirit. 
that all right? See, and, and if, if, you, if you have prayed in, in any way, if you have, have, have talked to God, and if you have talked to Holy Spirit in any way, you know that there is a shift that's taking place. We're missing it because we're looking for church. It's like, it's like, it's like when you go home, you know, uh, you used to go home on the summers. During the summer, you go home. And when you got home, you always had food. You know, if you just went to visit it, you know, Grandma, Gammy, whatever y'all was going to call her, everybody was going, they was going to cook, and you was going to have some good greens, and, and you know, you was going to have some of that stuff. And so you prepared, watch this, you prepared yourself for that. One year you went, and they didn't do none of that. You were disappointed. You were frustrated. The whole trip really didn't mean anything. And you didn't get, watch this, you didn't get what you were supposed to get because you were so focused on looking to what you had been getting. I want to tell you something. God want to give you something you ain't never had. But you got to stop looking for what he's been giving you. Lord have mercy. I've just I've just had a flash. I want to share something with you that 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 if you if you're willing, if you're willing, now this is not for everybody. I'm gonna tell you from the gate, this is not for everybody. But if you're willing to do some stupid stuff, stupid stuff brings about stupid results. When God sees that you're willing to step out of your comfort zone and do something you haven't done before. He's willing to meet you where you are and reward you for your stupidity. <laughs> okay. I, what do you mean reward me for your stupidity? Because you know on the earth you don't get rewarded for stupidity. In the earth realm, folk, that was, now that, that was just stupid. And it stops, right? When you come to God with stupid, he says, that was, now that was just stupid. Here, take this. I'll leave that with you. If you're willing to walk around a house that don't belong to you and take the chance that nobody's going to just, I don't know, they're going to see me, but uh, I'm just going to walk around this house because I'm going to claim this house for, for me and my family for generations to come. And I, I believe that whether it's for sale or not, I believe that this is the house because this is the one I like. This is the house that's going to be for me, my family, for generations to come. If you're stupid enough, he's, he, he's big enough to reward you for your stupidity. So why you got to call it stupid? Because he takes the foolish things of this world and he confounds the wise. So, so, so somebody's in the car with you and they say, well, you, you really going to get out and walk around the house? See, that's the wise, them wise folk. They can't get it. Right? Y'all ain't ready. 
They can't, they can't comprehend why you would do something so stupid until you move in. Why would you go for businesses that you have no knowledge in? Why, why would you try to do something that nobody else is doing or, or, or that everybody else is doing? Because the first thing they're going to say, well, they got, four, they got four grocery stores on the corner. Why are you going to try to put another grocery store in the middle of the block? That's stupid. But then your store is the only one that stands when the hurricane comes. You were stupid enough to do it because you felt prompted of the Holy Spirit that this may be the very thing that's going to bless you. Now watch this. You were stupid enough to open it. He was stupid enough to reward you for it. Y'all looking at me funny. And then after you got all the wealth that you were supposed to get, it closed down. Why did it close down if God gave it to you? Because you're only supposed to have it for a season. That's why we all jacked up right now, the majority of us. We're trying to hold on to stuff that was for a season. Well, let me go back to mothers. I'm sorry, mothers. Just I had to slip that in there because, you know, I was seeing us just sitting here, and, 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 and I, I want something from God. I personally want something from God, and so I'm willing to do whatever it takes. Uh what was I supposed to be reading? First Kings? Uh, yeah, go ahead, put it up. I'm going to read that. read that. And the king said, bring me a sword. And they brought a sword before the king. Uh-huh. And the king said, divide the living child in two. And give half to the one and half to the other. Then spake the woman whose the living child was unto the king, for her bowels yearned upon her son. And she said, oh, my Lord, give, give her the living child, and in no wise slay it. So let's look at this. So then let's change verse 26 and say, then spake the mother whose the living child was unto the king, for her bowels yearned upon her son. And she said, oh, my Lord, give her the living child and in no wise slay it. But the mother, the woman said, let it be neither mine nor thine, but divide it. A lot of us are jacked up in our lives because we're trying to be something that we're not. You really want to get a mess, get with somebody who's trying to be something that they're not. Uh, uh, I, when I was young, when I was young, <laughs> when I was young, I, I was in school. I was in high school, very young, very young. And uh, uh, they gave me uh, what they had, uh, shop class. They don't do that kind of stuff now. I had shop classes, and they taught me, you know, I had automotive. And uh, they taught me, you know, I'd change oil, change spark plugs, and, and, and stuff like that. And they got into a little bit of the mechanics uh, of it, but uh, uh, I learned some stuff. But you want to get messed up? You want your car to get messed up? 
make me your mechanic. Because that's something that I'm not. I can't work for an hour and my, my, na my nails get dirty and I got to stop. Hold, hold on. Just all this grease up under my nail. I can't take this. So I know being a mechanic is not my calling. Now, if you want your car messed up, then let me work on it. I can change the oil. Past that. I even know how to put the spark plugs in, but I, uh, because I'm not a mechanic, I'm going to mess up what you bring to me. There are some people, there are some, there are some women who are acting or standing in the place of mother when they're not mothers, they're women. Women have the, see, there's an importance. There's a significance to all of this. I'm going to be done in about 18 minutes, and y'all can go home and, and eat some Mother's Day food. Uh, uh, see, man is incomplete without a woman. I know. She, the, the phone says you didn't understand it. Half of y'all don't understand it. But I'm going to help you. See, Man was given an assignment, replenish the earth, right? That's what God told the man. He said, I need you to do this. But man is incapable of fulfilling his assignment until he has a woman. Problem. Because not every Woman is designed to be a mother. Every woman has the ability to be a mother, but not every woman is a mother. Why? Because every woman has a seed bed. I don't care who you are, you got a seed bed. Because you have this seed bed, man is supposed to couple with you. I'm being nice today. And when man couples with, he leaves his seed in the seed bed. The seed now begins to do what it does, grows, and becomes an offspring. The words they gave me. An offspring, a spring off of what it's been planted in. So, the mother is the creator, as it were, of the child. The father is just the producer of the seed. When a mother becomes a mother, she starts shaping and fashioning what has come from her. A mother does not let, y'all see they get mad at me. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to go home. A mother does not just allow her child to grow. A mother says, this is how you'll grow. Am I doing all right? A, a, a mother is 
like like a like a sister Tracy who doesn't just put the plant in the ground. She puts a stick in it, ties the the strong uh, vine to the stick to teach the to teach the plant how to grow. The plant can either grow crooked, wild, or erect. When the plant grows straight up, it now has the ability to receive everything it's supposed to receive and live and what? Multiply. Right? If the plant begins, begins to go off, unless it's a vine, and I'm not going to get into that, and if it begins to go off, now the leaves begin to turn downward. When the leaves turn downward, it can't receive from the sun what it's supposed to, and eventually it will crawl, looking for what it's supposed to receive. If it's crawling, looking for what it's supposed to receive, it will take whatever in order to sustain itself. Y'all not ready? It needs water. But if it's crawling, it will find dirty water as long as it can get what it needs. Messed up water. Poisoned water. As long as it gets what it needs. So, so we have people, children, who are growing up in our society who are reaching, they're crawling because they're trying to find what they need. Not because it's necessary for them to crawl. You know what y'all say, you got to crawl before you walk. Not because it's necessary for them to crawl, but because they're looking for what they need. Now, we're saying fathers have to give love to their children. I agree. But mothers nurture. Mothers teach their children how to be loved. Mothers teach open the portals of the intelligentsia that children will be able to comprehend what real love is. Because here's a reality. If you look at me, I can only talk about me. I don't know nothing about too many of these other men, but I can talk about me. If you look at me for love, I'm going to say, come here. I love you. Go in the room. You been bad? Sit down somewhere. That don't sound like love. Come here. I got my strap. Come on in here. You need this belt. That don't sound like love. But a mother take the same child and say, now daddy's going to give you a beating because you've been bad. But it doesn't mean that daddy don't love you. So now you're going to grow from this beating. You need it because you know, and and because you know you were wrong. Baby said, "Yeah." So, so do you want? Don't you think that you ought to deserve some? Yeah, but you you know, Daddy's going to. I don't want Daddy to do it, but Mama's going to say, "But you have to get this." Y'all not ready? It doesn't mean that your Daddy doesn't love you. See, it's the mother that cultivates the love. She teaches the mother, the the child, how to receive love. The mother tells her daughter, you're going to experience some things. Y'all ain't ready for this. The mother tells the son how to be a man. The, 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 the son watches the father for a pattern, 
for an example, but he learns from his mother. He learns you don't hit on girls. We show it by example, but mother teaches it. So here is this woman. She has a, 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 a messed up mind. She's just a woman. And, and they have this child. Both of them were laying together. You may know the story. And, and they both had a child. And, and the, one, the woman took the, uh, lost her child. Her child died. So now here is this new baby, and, and, and the woman says, look, that's, I'm going to take that one. The mother says, no, that's mine. You, you, you can't take my child. And the woman says, no, I'm going to have it. So they bring it before the court. They bring it before King Solomon. Solomon is trying to figure this thing out. And without any real proof other than he said, she said, he has to come up with a solution. So he calls for the soldier. Hey, come here. Bring me your sword. No doubt the very moment he said bring the sword, something jumped in the mother. Because a mother, at the very sensing of a problem with her child, I wish I was in the right church. At the, very, at, the very, at the very instance of that this might mean trouble, the mother begins preparing herself as to how she's going to fix her child's problem. See, we, we, mother's getting herself together and the woman's just in there. So the mother says, rather than cut the child in half, give it to her. Just let the child live. See, the mother had something running on in the back of her mind. Like, I can look up as long as I can look around the corner and see. I see my son. As long as I, 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 I may not get to raise him and do all that, but I can, I can peep in on him as long as he's alive. The woman said, cut him in half. Give me my half or whatever. I don't care how you work it out. The difference between the woman and the mother, uh-oh, I'm about to get in trouble now. I've just a common, I'm going to get in trouble. I feel it coming. I know it's coming. I'm going to get in trouble. The difference between the woman and the mother is the hair and the no hair. <laughs> the difference between the woman and the mother is the weave. The difference between the woman and the mother is the nails or the no nails. Anybody with me? Somebody finding me? Somebody, y'all finding me, ain't you? See, a woman is going to put herself before everything. Y'all, I ain't talking to y'all. But the mother is going to say, oh, no, let the child live. Y'all ain't ready? The mother's going to say, I can't get my hair done this week because my baby needs some, y'all. The mother is going to say, I can't, no, I can't get my nails. I, 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 my child need a new, some underwear or something. And that's the difference I'm trying to point out. The difference between a woman and a mother. 
The mother is going to make the sacrifice that is far beyond natural in order that the child might be reared properly. Now, 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 when you are a woman, and, and, and I, I appreciate women, I forgot ladies. I don't want to deal with the ladies because there's the difference between ladies and women. Hmm. Ladies will turn up. Y'all ain't ready. That's what they say. Where my ladies in the house? Y'all be talking about, oh, oh, oh. my ladies make some noise. Right? But a woman will stand there. I don't act like that. Oh, no. Y'all ain't saying that. A lady will drop it. A woman is saying, mine is staying right where it's at. There's a difference. Am I helping anybody? So, 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 because it's Mother's Day, I want to celebrate all y'all that knew how to keep it where it was. Y'all mad at me. I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to help you. I'm helping the brethren. I'm helping the brethren. Brethren, brethren, brethren. The ladies is what you want. But a woman is what you need. And you hope that that woman has mother in her. We get messed up because we got ladies. Well, she was fine. She walked. The room vibrate. I ain't bother you, brother Ahmad. I ain't bothering you. When she walked, the room shake. The, 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 you feel vibrations going through the wind. Everything, all that. When she when she walked, y'all ain't saying nothing. Look at brother Coffee saying, uh-huh. yeah, see, see that that's what happened because you got you. That's a, a lady. A lady. You look at her. You know everything. I ain't studying there, one of y'all. Where it is, how it got parked, last time it was visited, all that. Is it a lady? But a woman, you got to wonder. Why y'all bothering me? Brother John, just let me just finish my message. A woman, you got to figure it out. A lady, you can step to her. A woman say, don't you try me like that. Then the woman progresses into the mother. Now, now, don't feel bad because not every woman is a mother. The reason every woman is not a mother is because every woman didn't necessarily have a mother. It takes mothers to create mothers. Pastor be getting on, oh, excuse me. I was getting to say she gets on my nerves sometimes, but I didn't mean it like that. Because she's always saying, my big mama. I don't care about your big mama. But she is who she is because of what her big mama deposited into her. 
she'd say all the time, I wasn't raised like this. I don't know where y'all come from. Y'all children is somebody else's children because I wasn't raised like this. She, she sit me down to the table. I eat first because that's what her big mama showed her. You understand? She correct the children, take the children in there and be talking to them for an hour. I would say, they going to miss everything you said because you talk so long. They had it on the first part, but, she, but she's a mother, so she's not going to just tell you. Y'all looking at me funny. She'll tell you 18 times one sentence. And if, this, if the sentence had 18 words, she's going to break down every word, trust me. And you got to hear it because she's a mother. And then after a while, after a while, watch this, children come back to the mother and say, thank you. I, I was a little, I, I don't know what was wrong with me, but thank you. Because you didn't let me go. Thank you because you didn't let them cut me in half. Y'all, okay. The enemy was coming at me and the enemy said, just kill her now and, and, and you just keep what's left. No, no. I, watch this. I was upset because pastor said, just let the devil have her. I said, hold on. That, that's my Nikki boo. No, 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 no. She said, no, let the devil have her. I'm tired of praying. I'm tired of crying. Just let the devil. See, the devil was trying to figure out how we could split her in half. Now, because he let the devil, she let the devil have her. God, he's saying nothing. Now I got to pray that service don't go too long because she's going to run around the church so many times. I get dizzy. It's all right. You run all you want. Don't nobody know what you're running from. Don't nobody know what you went through. Don't nobody know how you cried and said, I wish mama was here. You run until you can't run no more. Let me leave y'all alone. Talking about the difference. Here's another woman, and I've got to close. Y'all keep me talking too long. 2 Kings chapter 4 and verse 16. And he said, about this season, according to the time of life, thou shalt embrace a son. And she said, nay, my Lord, thou man of God, do not lie unto my, thy handmaiden. And the woman conceived. That's another problem. I'm going to deal with that later because y'all don't like to believe what the prophets say. Hmm. The woman conceived and bare a son at that season that Elisha had sent unto her according to the time of life. And when the child was grown, it fell on a day that he went out to his father, to the reapers, and he said unto his father, my head, my head. And he said to the lad, carry him to his mother. Where did the father send him? He was with the father. But the father said, take him to his mama. He said, uh, uh, and when, when he had taken him and brought him to his mother, he sat on her knees till noon and then she went up, now this is confusing, she went up and laid him on the bed of the man of God and shut the door upon him and went out. 
And she called unto her husband and said, send me, I pray thee, one of the young men and one of the asses that I may run to the man of God and come again. Now, what, what's, what's the difference between a woman and a mother? A mother can see what a woman cannot. A mother prophesies to her children when a woman doesn't have the ability to. By, by everything that we see in the passage of Scripture, she should have called the funeral director. Because the Scripture did, 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 did see, I, I, I have a problem with all these theologians because theologians say he had a sunstroke and he passed out. But the scripture said he died. He got up on his mama's knees. I need you to see where he went. Got up on his mama's knees. He got up where he found life. And gave up his life. He knew. The child knew. If there is any place I need to be when I'm about to lose my life is in the bosom of the woman that gave me life. Oh, 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 oh it was strategic in design. And isn't it amazing that this mother did not see the death as being final? What are you saying, apostle? Folk will write you off. But mama, I, okay, mama gonna say, that's my babe. Everybody said they don't need that, but that's what you understand. That's my baby. Mama go to prison. Daddy say, I ain't going up there no more. I'm tired of them people poking and prodding and all that. He'll be all right. Mama say, but that's my baby. And she'll go. And go and go. Sisters and aunts and everybody say enough is enough now. But mama will go. Mama will walk death row. Because mama can see something that everybody else can't see. She takes the child, lays him on the prophet's bed. And here's something else. She shut the door. She closed her mind to anything other than my baby is going to live again. When, when, when everybody around you is saying you, you're not going anywhere, you're not going to make it, you, you, don't, you, you know, you bad seed. And, and, and this is why it's so important for y'all mothers, 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 mothers. It's so important. Stop prophesying over your children's lives. Yeah, they look like their daddy, but they're not necessarily no good like their daddy. <laughs> Every time I look at you, I think of your no good daddy. Let the daddy live. Leave him alone. You're prophesying over these children's lives and you're taking them right to the path of destruction. She closed the door on all of that. Said, I got to get to the prophet because my child's supposed to be living. Because I shouldn't even have the child. I wasn't even supposed to have it. But this prophet said that I would. And because this prophet said that I would, 
I'm going back to that prophet and tell him, hey, you brought this here. You got to fix this. A, a, a mother knows how to pray. She knows what to pray about. Notice the mother didn't start praying, Lord, heal my child, heal my child, heal my child. She didn't say none of that. She just comforted the baby until what was going to happen happened. I'm, a, I'm not going to bother y'all with that. She wasn't there trying to say, I don't know what's wrong with him. Bring me a cool towel. Let me just. She knew the boy was about to die. Lord, if I could get y'all to understand this. She knew. So, so in, uh, in, in, instead of her going through all the stuff that we go through, she allowed what was going to happen to happen and then said, now let me go and change destiny. She went and got the prophet. The prophet came in. I, I don't have time to get into the story because the, the Bible said the prophet came in and, 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 and I believe this is the one where he laid on the child. Y'all can't get miracles because y'all too afraid to let men and women of God do what they're supposed to do. Uh, if I try to leave, this story brought our son here. My son is sick. My son is sick. Pray for him. And I say, let me lay on top of him. You be like, uh-uh, that's perverted. Yeah, see. It was not so much that he laid on the child for, for anything other than to cause the anointing that was in him to transfer into that dead life. Watch this. God has you here today so this anointing can transfer into the dead situations of your life. Yes, this is Mother's Day, but this is the time where God is saying, I need to connect you with life because you've got some dead stuff going on. And I need the life of the anointing to transform you. If you'll think about it and be honest, the majority of you got situations going on right now that you need changed. Well, put up the next scripture, son. They're looking at me funny. He was doing all right till he got that laid down on me part. First Samuel chapter 1, verse 14. Through 18, and Eli said unto her, How long wilt thou be drunken? Put away thy wine from thee. And Hannah answered and said, No, my Lord, I am a woman of sorrowful spirit. I'm not a lady. I don't get drunk. <laughs> I have drunk neither wine nor strong drink, but have poured out my soul before the Lord. Count not the handmaid for a daughter of Belial, for out of the abundance of my complaint, and grief have I spoken hitherto. Your mother will pray for you until everybody says she's out of her mind. A mother will intercede for her child and will go before God. This particular woman, she prayed until she had no more voice. But she was still walking around in the temple praying. So when the man of God looked at her, he perceived that she was drunk. Have you ever prayed? No. Well, 
Have you ever prayed until you didn't have no more voice? Have you ever prayed until you were so staggered and so, so, so confused uh, or, or bewildered until you couldn't even walk straight? See, when you, when you pray until you can't, you get dizzy. And you get, and you walking around like this. Everybody like, what's wrong with them? They're not thinking that you got something in your heart that you have to give to God and it's so vexing until you have prayed out. Maybe some of you have cried until you run out of tears. You've been there. You're crying and crying, but you can't even, not another tear will come down. You're hurting and you've hurt so bad until the pain seems to have just gone away. You become numb. She went through. She went through because she knew she was a mother. She had no child, so she was only a woman. She kept praying until finally God said, give her what she's asking for. The man of God speaks to her and says, it's going to come to pass. And surely, as he said, she had the son. Now, here's what was confusing to me. She prayed and prayed and prayed for this child. And, and, and then when she had it, she gave it away. Lord, I need a child. I got to have a son. I need a son. My husband don't love me no more. Please give me a son. I don't know what's happening. My family talk about me. I just give me a son. She finally has the son, and then she says, I'm going to lend him to God. Little boy, you, you, you love him. Can I have him? She said, I'm not even gonna, I'm not even gonna consider that question. First of all, in her mind, she said, because I know he don't really want it. But then in her heart, she said, No, you don't really expect me to even consider giving you, man of God, my son. What do you have that God is requiring of you? We have our flimsy little re 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 religious antics. We come to church and we have a little, little party. But what do you have that God is requiring of you? Where are you in your relationship with God? Where he can say to you, give me your child. And you say, yes, Lord, if it pleases you. Whew. Where are you in your relationship where you would be so sensitive to his voice that you would know that he's asking for your firstborn? See, the, the, the problem has now arisen that we've become so accustomed to our lives and the way our lives have been until we can't really perceive in our mind that God would ask a thing. 
do not believe, we're not willing to trust that God would put us in a position where he could ask us for something that's dear to us. But in this season, God is shifting us out of religion and putting us back in kingdom. And in kingdom, kingdom requires your sacrifice. There is no person in kingdom who does not or must not at some point sacrifice that which is precious. I've gone through too much to get it, but will you give it? I cried too many nights to have it, but will you give it to me? Some of you are finally getting to the place where you can call something your own. And you're struggling. You're struggling to hold it, but you got it. Do you not realize that God is saying, if you'll give me what you're struggling to keep, I'll give it to you again? You're saying, What if God said, give me your voice? Can you have it? What if God said, I don't want you to open your mouth. I don't want you to talk for 30 days. I don't want you to sing a hymn, something, nothing. Just keep your mouth shut for 30 days. Yeah. What if God said, woman of God, what if God said, I don't want you to do anything for your children, for your husband, nothing. I want you to get in this room, stay in this room with me for 30 days, and then I will take care of everything else. No, you, you might say yes, you might say yes, but he's going to say, uh-uh. What are you saying, apostle? We've gotten to the place in the kingdom where sacrifice is essential. Only a mother could give up a child that she worked so diligently to have. Only a kingdom heir can give up something that they worked so diligently to have. We're struggling over jobs. We're struggling. I got to keep my job. Are you out of your mind? If God say quit, you ought to walk out. I can't help y'all. God said, God said, God said, I, I, I want you off of that job. Well, Lord, see, uh, Lord, you, you really don't understand. We need, I need, need this income. And, and see, but we don't understand what we don't comprehend is that God is trying to get us back to this place where we rely totally upon him. Totally and complete. You're walking in places where you're not supposed to walk. Okay, this maybe it's not the Woman's Day message. This is what I'm trying to get you to. We're doing things and living in places where we're not supposed to because we're doing what we have seen others do. We heard scriptures and we misunderstood them. 
Because we read, somebody read to us, and well, you know, if a man don't work, he don't eat. No, that, 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 that yeah, that's a good scripture, but you got to look to the application. It is not that if a man doesn't work with his hands, it is if a man does not work in the kingdom. Why would God say if you don't work, you don't eat? And he told you to consider yourself as a sparrow. He said he feeds them every day. And he said, they never work. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. See, we got scriptures. We let people put scriptures in our mindset that have us confused with our relationship with God. I said to somebody this morning, we must get to the place where we live the way God wants us to live. You got Because you got a job, you think you're okay. Because you got a little something, you think you're okay. How about when you get to the point where you don't have nothing in your living? God is under an obligation because you're his. He's under an obligation to keep you. And when you start trying to keep you, you're stepping into his lane. I got any real drivers in here? You know what a mess you up when somebody jump in your lane when they're not supposed to? I can't, I can't, I can't talk to no real folk. You in your lane doing 68, got the cruise control set. You just moving, just flowing. You ain't bothering nobody. You just going, and all of a sudden, somebody just jump in your lane. Now you got to hit the brakes. You got to reset. You got to snatch the soda that fell out the thing. You got to go through all this because somebody got in your lane. God is saying, I'm trying to get your life to where it's supposed to be, and you're so busy jumping in and out of my lane that I can't get no real flow. Yeah, take that down because it ain't about that no more. God is trying to get us to that place where we're dependent upon him. Is there anybody that's willing to say, Lord, whatever you want from me? Do you understand when you're dependent upon God? We're messed up because when you're really dependent upon him, you don't take a step without him. Don't talk to me about kingdom if you're still trying to do church. Don't talk to me about kingdom if you're still trying to do what the world is doing. In the kingdom, we're healed. In the kingdom, we're every whit whole. You, you don't believe me? When he, laid, when he prayed for the ten, he, the scripture says only how many came back? And that one, that one says, thank them. you. I appreciate you. What happened to the one? The one went into the kingdom. Y'all ain't ready. What do you mean? Because he because Jesus spoke to him. You don't hear from Christ until you're in kingdom. Ah, y'all ain't ready. You hear from preachers. You hear from texts. You hear from logos. But you don't hear from Christ until you get in kingdom. And so he brought the man into kingdom. And he said, now you're going to be every whit whole. God's trying to fix us. We're not even willing to walk where he's telling us to walk. We're so busy trying to fix our lives. Now, hold on, hold on, because I got some of you educated folk in here trying to say, well, you know, I'm supposed to be doing this. If that's where God put you, then that's where you are. But I can't figure it out. Just actually, I can't figure it out. If my father's a king, 
if he's God. And he, he holds the, all the power of the world in his hands. If the silver and gold belong to him and the cattle on a thousand hills, then why should I be struggling? Unless I'm trying to do what he's already done. Now I have to do it my way and not his way. I told, I told her this morning, I said, listen, we were talking, and the scripture says, take my yoke upon you. Right? When we hear that, our minds, we've already been so pre-programmed, we think about we taking this heavy thing. I got to carry the will of God on me. But no, you know what the yoke is? The yoke is only used to lead you and to guide you. It's not heavy. He already told you. My yoke is what? And my burden is? So why do you think it's hard? Because everybody that teached us and preached to us said, take it on, take it. Got to carry the yoke. I got to carry the yoke. The only reason you use the yoke, the only reason the yoke is used is to turn you. Turn you. We don't want the yoke. We don't want to accept the yoke because we've been tricked by the enemy to think that the yoke is something difficult. So we can't be led by the Spirit. We can't get what God has for us. I want to, get, I want, I want to be what God wants me to be. Hello. I'd rather be blind and, and be led by God and see everything that's around me and not be able to put my hands on it. All right. Thank you. I'm, I'm going. We go, I, I say 18 minutes. I'm going. Thank you, visitor, for coming. I normally, I try to keep it on. Listen. Y'all, stop walking according to the unction of the world. If we, if we, if we were, see, first of all, we're like in limbo. Because we're not living according to the world. Or according to the kingdom. Can I, can I help us? Because if we were really living according to the world, we'd be stockpiling right now. If we were li really living according to the world, we'd be putting stuff away. Because we're about to be at war. We're not quite sure whether it's going to come to the United States or not. Or the prophet has an idea. But we don't know. You certainly don't know. You keep looking at Ukraine. <laughs> oh, man. That's really terrible. And you don't see Putin pushing his finger toward the United States. And, and, and if you were really living, you would be starting to say, let me, get me, let me dig me a basement. Let me, let me get this and get ready because the war is coming. But when you live in kingdom, you don't worry. You don't take no thought for tomorrow. You don't, when you're living in kingdom, you, you don't see war. You see opportunity for God to show himself mighty in, the, in behalf of his people. I'm letting y'all go home. I promise I'm going home. Play me some soft music because I got to share. We got to get to this place where we start yielding. Yielding. I hear you, Father. 
I'm, I'm hearing my father say, if my people will yield to my will for their lives, they will not experience the carnage of this world. Do you know what it is we go through? Most of you can identify because you've gone through. You've hurt. You've struggled. You've fought. You, you, you do everything that you, you think is right to do. And how many of you will be honest with me and say, even when I did all that, I still didn't really get nowhere. Huh? I worked hard, and I still had bills. They tell you, you go to school, get an education. I went to school and got an education, and I still don't have a good job. Until you work hard when you get in there, start at the ground level. Work as hard as you can. You'll get elevated. You'll get promoted. And, you'll, and, and you, you, you're still making $13 an hour. What's the problem? I'm going to say this quick. You don't belong here. You can't get what everybody else can get. Because you don't belong here. Two people got it. You're an alien. You understand you're an alien. You don't get the benefits that everybody else gets. You got to be mistreated and mishandled. You got to, everything you do, you got to go through something to get it. Because you're not supposed to have it. Because the God of this world is doing everything he can to hold you down. Because you don't belong here. And I don't want you to get what, uh, what I'm giving to y'all ain't getting this. The devil doesn't want you to get what he's given to everybody in the world. He's trying to get you to that place where you're so broken until you give up. Trying to keep you on your knees, crying and weeping, broken, struggling because you don't belong here. When you accept the fact that you don't belong here, maybe you'll go home. People in the in, in, the people that's y'all y'all heard that you I know you heard testimonies. They was in the club and they knew they didn't belong there. Hello, you in the club singing gospel songs. Everybody next to you trying to get high. You talking about Nero. Every time you get a buzz, you start singing Nero, my God, to thee. They're like, hey, man, you killing my buzz. Could you take that somewhere? You're out of place. If you're out of place, you don't fit. So stop trying to fit in places where you don't fit. Go home and get what your father has for you. Watch this. And bring it back here and live with what he has supplied you with. Is this helping you? 
as long as you're in this world trying to do it the way this world does it, you're not going to ever get it. I'm not telling you not to get a job or none of that. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm telling you is begin to understand who you are and take authority over where you are and claim what you're supposed to have. Y'all mad because you can't get the number. I, don't, I keep having these dreams of numbers. You ain't supposed to have it. Woo. I just stepped up in something right there. I play them, I play them numbers, I play them numbers now. Hold on, hold on. Why do you think God is going to allow you to win the lottery when the lottery is not of the kingdom? If you get this world's money, this world owns you. Now when he gives you a kingdom principle to live by and you start operating under kingdom principle, then then money will come to you because he has already taken the money of the heathen and, and the wicked and he has laid it up in store. Some there's some that belongs to you, but you can't get it until you get in the kingdom. If he allows you to get it before you're in kingdom, you're going to do what they do with it. Change today. Yes, Father, I know so heavy in here when I came in here. I said, Lord, I got I to gotta teach this Mother's Day thing. He said, but that ain't really what I want you to say. I said, well, it's Mother's Day. I got to say something to the mothers and let y'all know how we love y'all mom. But this, we're messed up because we're doing everything the world does. There's no difference with us. Y'all going to be mad at Y'all going to be getting ready for Thanksgiving? You know, I got to give thanks. You're supposed to be giving thanks every day. So if that's the case, then give me some macaroni, cheese, and turkey every day. Don't, don't, don't wait till November. Give me some candy yams now with some marshmallows on top. Hello? We're going to wait for Christmas to give you a gift. No, I need shoes now. Don't come bring me, don't, don't come bring me no Nikes on Christmas Day. And, I, and my feet is on the ground now. I need Christmas today. Y'all ain't saying that. Give me a gift because it's my birthday. Thank you. I appreciate it. But give me a gift in the middle of the year when I'm depressed, under attack, and going through. When the enemy has attacked my physical body and has told me you about to die, I need a gift. We just want to be the way the world. Watch, watch this. We are the only creature that can't accept the way God has made us. Don't be mad. We're the only creature. You don't hear birds talk about, I want to swim. I'm tired of flapping my wings. I need some fins. I don't want to be a bird no more. You don't hear that. Right? You don't hear sharks talking about, I'm tired of eating everybody. I want to be a vegetarian. Y'all, don't y'all, please, please, don't be mad at me. We are the only people that can't accept ourselves. 
the way God made us. I'm, I'm, I'm guilty. I'm guilty. I started getting gray early. I've been shaving my head so long. wasn't bald. If you look right now, I, I just got a little bit of hair, but I ain't bald. But I shaved because everything up there was gray. The fool around now, it ain't gray. It's turning white. I'm nervous, but I'm embracing it because this is just the way he made me. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. And if he want me to have gray on top, I'm going to have my gray on top. I used to shave because I didn't want to walk around bastard all looking all old. But uh, you married an old one, baby. You got to embrace who God made you. Because until you embrace it, you can't get what he has for you because he can't identify you. I'm going to leave that alone. I ain't bothering that. I ain't bothering y'all be mad at me. We got dinner, so I don't have to worry. Listen here. He looking for. I'm going to talk to you because you stand up. He looking for that nappy hair woman that he made. He she, said she had nappy hair and she had wide hips. And that's who he's looking for. He can't find her. Because she got on straight, slacky, khaki straight or whatever it is. And she didn't go on a diet. And so she down here, straight hair. And he come looking where my nappy head. But I can't. Waist trainer. Waist. Got a waist trainer and straight hair. He said, I don't know her. Who is her? He brought the blessing, but I, no, I can't give this to you because I don't know you. You, what's your name? Y'all mad at me. It may not be that literal, but it, but it is that literal because you're so unpleased with who he made you to be that you got to dress yourself to be like everybody else. I know I'm in trouble. She going to get me, it's okay. You got to embrace you. If he made you broke, embrace being broke. Because until you can embrace being broke, he can't give you the riches that he wants you to have. You got to be satisfied and pleased where you are so that he can take you where you're going. I have, I have a question, and I'm, I'm, I'm getting ready to pray. I, I got two or three of you in here. It was not until you really said, I'm okay with me. Huh? I'm okay with me. Huh? I'm okay. Everybody talk about Tim. But it was not until Tim said, I don't care. I don't care what they say about me. Am I right? And then everything started opening up. You, you, you had problems and people was on you and talking about you. You, you wanted family and, and all this kind of stuff and all that. But it was not until Jeremy said, hey, I love Jeremy. 
Y'all ain't ready. You, I don't know. I don't know. It, it was not Jesus. This is it. Then God said, okay, now I can do it for you. Y'all be mad. I know I'm telling the truth right here now. You need to let it grow out. You'll be mad at me, brother. Let it grow out. Kinky is not kinky. Kinky is curly with a buff. Just let it be. Just be happy with who you are. Like you. Hello. Look in the mirror and smile. I don't have a problem. This is Carmen. I don't have a problem. I like me. I'm going to get upset with folk who try to leave me alone. Because I like me. I've had a little problem with my belly. But I even like my belly now. Because I got somewhere to rest my hand. myself on myself. I used to have a problem with it. See, Brother Riley can't do that. Brother Riley just straight down. He put his hands up here going down here. I put my hands up here. I'm relaxed. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. I like me. And because I like me, I accept me. I used to have all kind of problems with me. Just don't feel bad. I used to have all kind of problems with me. I got two teeth missing out my mouth. They never grew in. So I got a gap. Not only a gap in the middle, I got gap on the side. And then I got a hole and got gap in the back. I got a mouth full of gap. But I can chew a steak. So I like my gaps. My gaps become knives. Going in there and tear that steak up. I ain't going to have no problem. I don't have problems with me. I like me. Baby girl, you like you? Love yourself. Y'all ain't hearing me. Because when you get to that place, that's when God can do something. I pray. I pray and ask my father. I said, Father, what, what should I tell him? I knew we were coming today. I said, what should I tell him? Because I got a phone call. We're dealing with something. I said, Father, what do you want me to tell him? I don't want to just tell him, you know, because I, I know I, I have uh, favor with God and, and I, I can pray and, and I can have what I ask for. I said, but so, so, Father, I don't want to act out of what I know. I don't want to act out of my knowledge. I want to tell him what you want me to tell him. And so Father told me to tell you. He said, everything he's doing in this season is to perfect what he has for you at the end of the season. I know. Are y'all looking just like I was looking? What does that mean? This that you're dealing with is going to end up being a financial windfall. But you got to go through it. 
Y'all ain't ready. I ain't talking about cons neither. I ain't talking about cons neither. Because you know some folk, cons. They get a little accident.